Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls and everything in between, this is your podcasting pal, Psycho Steve, here on Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. Today, we have, as I call him, one of the world's best kept secrets and one of the best musicians, producers, songwriters. Uh, there's so many titles. I feel like I'm talking to probably one of his closest friends who he has collaborated with and who was one of our guests on our show. And I want to extend them to the Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow family, Mr. John Bouvier. Good day, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to have you. So the couple questions we got to start off with is, um, you started off as a kid in Chicago, very young age, starting with various bands. What was your first instrument? I started as actually saxophone was okay. my first instrument, okay? Um, played saxophone, uh, I guess, yeah, well, saxophone and drums, probably around the same time. So okay. I started, as far as rock goes, I started as a drummer. And right. um, I was like a singing drummer in junior high school rock band. <laughs> I had a teacher nice. who, who actually had opened for the Who once with his band, and he would, you know, he started rock and roll in his soul. So uh, he had approached me once, and he said, why don't we do like a, which, what is now School of Rock, you know? I mean, it was a long time ago. So we did this thing, you know, where after school, certain you know kids that were interested in rock and roll would stay after, and um, we'd start to put a band together. So we'd have like you know two, three drummers that would play, guitar players, whoever who wanted to join up, and then we'd play at all the school events and everything like that. And um, that's where it all kind of started. And at that point, when we first started that, I was a drummer and lead singer. Right on. Awesome. Now, anybody in your family musicians? My sister actually went from being like the real business person in the family. She graduated early, went to uh, uh, American College in Paris at 15. And, uh, wow. You know, got a master's degree and everything. And then, and now she's a jazz singer. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. kind of like a jazz singer and she's doing kind of Haitian roots music. Right. And she kind of reverted and, I don't say reverted, but changed and went from the whole business world and went into music. My brother also plays bass, you know, so that's, you know, he was he was playing bass and that's when I picked up the bass because he had a bass laying around the house. I started as a drummer and the bass was just hanging around and I just, you know, picked it up and started messing around with it and then I ended up moving from drums to bass in my band, awesome. <laughs> my young band. Right on. So do you still own the bass today? I don't have that same bass. No, no, no. It was an old, I remember it was an old, I think it was a jazz bass actually, a Fender jazz bass that he had. So I practiced with it, used it for a while. And then when the band started doing stuff, I would just bounce around from different instruments. And I learned guitar at the same time. So then I just, you know, whatever we needed, <laughs> I'd play. You know, and so, you know drummer, I played the drums. And, you know, I did the bass player, I moved to bass player and singing. And then moved on to guitar and, and always fooled around with piano and keyboards as well. Right. So uh, all your instruments that you know how to play, do you have a favorite? Um, you know, I mean, I've been playing guitar live for years. 
Right. I actually, you know, started as you know, the bass player for the Plasmatics, Little Steven, all this other stuff. And then I kind of, I really wanted to play guitar, and I moved to guitar. And live, I've been playing guitar for years and years. And you know, recently, I've kind of had a resound interest in bass. <laughs> you know? Okay. Because whenever, I, whenever I make records, I kind of play all the instruments, and so on all my solo records, I, I played all the instruments on the record. So right. I get a chance to always kind of keep your chops up because you always, you know, at one point I'm making an album and I, right. I have to play all the instruments. So it, it keeps my chops up in the different instruments. But, um, you know, um, I think guitar might be my, my favorite, you know, and singing is the favorite, but that's not really an instrument. Well, no, it is. It is. Singing is what I enjoy doing the most. Gotcha. Well, I have known you as being, you know, the bass player, the guitarist, and the vocalist. I have to ask is, most of the people that I have interviewed that sing, uh, do you sing in the shower? Yes. Okay. A lot. I actually, I actually rehearse in the shower. So, because the funny thing is that when you're taking a hot shower, it opens right. up your voice. Right. Theme. So there's a lot of times if I'm rehearsing for a show, like for example, a few years ago I did like a Dick Wagner um, memorial show. Right. I had a lot of lyrics, lyrics to learn. So I literally would I have a shower with you know glass. So I would literally paste the lyrics into the outside of the shower, and I'd practice in the shower. Cool. <laughs> Right on. So now the question is, and I know this is an off-the-wall question, but you are notorious for having an amazing mohawk. What do you use in your hair? <laughs> a, lot of hairspray. Okay. a lot of hairspray. A lot of hairspray. Nice. Okay. I use the uh, spritz hairspray, and then I walked on to, oh, God, what's the name of that hairspray? I don't know the name of it. It's a yellow can. It's pretty tight. It's like glued. Glued is what it's called. Oh, okay. So I use, I use glued, and that's what gotcha. I've been using for years. Right. I went through hair net and spritz and <laughs> different ones. Whatever's going to keep it up. <laughs> nice. That's what I use. Well, I lost my hair in the divorce so that's why I was asking him so oh god and, I hate when and, that happens yes and that's why I came up with the name for the show Hair Today Going Tomorrow so ah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a shame that yeah, you lost okay. the hair the okay. I got the kids so you still got the kids so it's all good enough, you know good good now how old are the kids nine and a half going on 30 and six and a half going on 20 all right, so, I hear you. And they're big fans that. of yours, so they have listened to oh, your music. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. From since their birth till today, yeah, they listen to a lot of the music that you've collaborated with. All the people that you have, you know, Stephen, oh, the Ramones, absolutely. So that you kept them in the mix. You forced them to listen to that music. <laughs> I don't call it forcing. I think it's more like brainwashing. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so you've collaborated with such diverse musicians and everything. Do you have a favorite style of music that you've collaborated with or um I mean I, I know I end up sounding like um <laughs> diplomatic when I say this but I like all different types of music I like good songs right. and it's always been a challenge to me throughout my career 
to be able to do different things. You know, it's a, it's almost like a goal that I set. And and by doing that, you know, that's that's why it's noticed, you know, I wrote with Kiss, uh, songs with Kiss, and then then the Moans, and then I do Lionel Richie, then I do Debbie Harry, and then I do Punk, and then you know, I've even, you know, written songs for K-pop, you know what I mean? Right. And sync, Lionel Richie, so all different kinds of things. And for me, I, I think it's, um, it's, it's like a self-challenging to be able to prove to myself that you can go from different genre to different genre and, and still be like relevant in that genre and be successful in that genre. And I think right. it's, you know, it's kind of one of, one of my musical goals <laughs> or always has been, you know, awesome. to be able to go through different music. Yeah. Right on. So when you're not collaborating with anybody or recording any of your own personal stuff, do you still practice or play every day? Not every day. I have to admit, I don't. Okay. Um, I, you know, honestly, I wish I did, you know, and okay. I've got friends that do, and I, I'm, all, I'm always, like, jealous. But, you know, with everything else in my life, because with my life, there's always a lot of business involved in everything that I do, whether it be booking tours, whether it be, you know, whatever. I, I produce TV shows. I, you know, I started a movie last year. I did, you know, I do all kinds of things. So it's, you find yourself getting involved in all these other things that prevents me from being able to practice every day. But I, I try to set, like, a goal. If I know I'm going to go on tour or something, I, I say, okay, now I'm going to put X amount of time for, like, a month or two months before, even though it never, you know, the, the time gets shorter and shorter, I've noticed. Um, yeah. I actually say that I'm going to really focus and get into my craft and, and gotcha. spend some time practicing, but not as much as I'd like to, to be honest with you. All right. Now, like you said, you've collaborated with Lionel Richie, and which is one of my favorite artists. And everybody thinks I'm this hard rock and metal exterior, but I'm like, I have this soft very interior because I absolutely love Lionel from the Commodores to the present day. Seen him many times. Thank you. And, you know, I followed him, you know, solo and everything in between that. And then you, of course, collaborated with Kiss. Uh, and then you also did uh, several soundtracks to movies, such as Pet Cemetery. Mm -hmm. You did Shocker, which actually we interviewed uh, Desmond Child, which you, you collaborated. Okay. Yeah, which is a dear friend of yours. And then he did this, did the song Shocker with the Dudes of Wrath. That's right. And I wrote that. You know? with, and we, we also had Bruce Kulik one year anniversary show. So, ah, okay. uh, so with all these musicians that you've written and collaborated with, would you say that like when you're out and about on tour or even out and about like just traveling, do you have any musician friends that you can just call, pick up the phone and say, Hey, guess what? I'm in your town. Let's grab a bite to eat. Or if you drink, let's have a drink or something like that. Yeah, that happens a lot. You know, um, not too long ago, Mickey D from Motorhead, you know, for awesome. example, and was now playing with Scorpion. He's a right. you know, dear friend. So it turns out that they were playing in Tampa, and that's exactly the call I got. You know, oh, right on. Like, you know, man, John, I'm, I'm in Fort Lauderdale right now, and I'm going to go right past your house, and I'm going to be playing in Tampa. You know, you want to come to the show. I'm like, great. Okay, so he was going to stop by the house, but then they, they woke up late. <laughs> whatever <laughs> so anyways I ended up playing them and went to see and I know all the Scorpions guys and everything so we all uh, went up to Tampa and I went and spent a couple of days and just hung out with them also with the singer of Queensryche you know who was opening yeah. 
Yeah, Todd uh, Latora, right? Yeah, Todd Latora, who I met in an airport. You know, we've become close friends, too. I was just, like, coming, I, I played Chicago. I flew back, and I just ran into him in one of those little lounges in the airport. I, I think it's Detroit, someplace, someplace, Atlanta, something like that. And we just, um, he says, I know you from somewhere. I was like, he says, I'm the singer from Queensryche. And so we became friends, and we kind of hung out. And he was also on this tour. So I went and met up with him. And that happens a lot of times. You'll have, like, Lionel Richie will come to Stockholm or, you know, because uh, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in Sweden or wherever he might be. I was in Las Vegas last year. Right. It so happened. I went there I, actually to go see Kiss. It was, oh, it was like two years ago. Then all of a sudden, I look on the thing and says, oh, Lionel Richie's playing here. So I call him, call him up and say, hey, let's get together. Boom, 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 get together. So, you know, living in Florida where I live right now, I don't get to see so many people. So it's something that I get to do, you know, when I when I get out there. And when I'm in New York or L.A., then it's different. It could be Lisa Ford. It could be, you know, because I just know a lot of, I, I know a lot of musicians, you know. Right. I've been doing this for so long that <laughs> at one point or another, I've met so many of them, you know. So whenever I get the opportunity, yeah, I get together with them and hang. Okay. That's awesome. So speaking yeah. of collaborating with everybody, is there anybody that is either alive or has passed that you would say, I wish I had or still can collaborate, like a bucket list person? Uh-huh. You know, I love Rod Stewart. Okay. I think he's a great singer. That's somebody that I, I, I know him. I mean, I've met him. I actually introduced him to his wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> or not. <laughs> but we've never really collaborated. Um, let me see. Um, you know, people like Elton John, you know, The Stones. Uh, there were a lot of people. You too. I had a great opportunity once. Um, you two had asked me to produce a punk band that they were really, really interested in. This was going this was going back quite a while. This is like in the eighties. Okay. And um they were fans of my Ramones work because you right. two are huge Ramones fans. You know, I don't know if you remember they did that whole campaign with Apple where they did the, that Joey Ramone song and yeah. they they forced did the forced download for everybody on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> made people crazy. You know what I mean? And, um, so, you know, that's a band that I would love to collaborate with. So there, I mean, listen, there are so many great musicians out there that right. I haven't even, you know, touched some of the things I'd love to do. Like, you know, I collaborated with Mick Jones from Foreigner. He was great, but I'd love to do more with him. You know, right. um, it was just one of those things where I was recording in New York uh, at a place called Media Sound. And actually him and Mick Jagger walked into the studio. Wow. And um, and they just walked in and, you know, said, hey, man, we just want to hang out a little bit. So Mick was just hanging around, dancing around the control room a little bit. And I told Mick, hey, listen, do you want to play guitar on a song? And he said, yeah, why not? I gave him a guitar. He ended up playing on one of the songs on my solo record. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, there are a lot of great musicians out there that, um, that I, you know, would love to still get a chance to do something with. Gotcha. Now, like you said, you've gotten a chance to play with produce wise. Now, how do you do you get the call or like when someone wants you to collaborate with? Is it their management? Is it the label? Or is it them personally call you or, you know, say, hey, John, are you busy? I, can't, I want you to produce our next upcoming single album right with us. 
you know how's that happen it, it can happen a lot of different ways you know um yeah. i've got um it, it really depends on the situation lionel richie was one of those things where i had met him we had spoken a bunch of times uh, i met him originally in stockholm i was in stockholm wow. playing and um i'm not playing i was he was playing in stockholm i was living in stockholm recording at abba's studio Cool. And um, he came to the show and blah, 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 and I was in the audience and all of a sudden his like right hand guy comes out to the audience and grabs me and says, hey, Lionel wants to take some pictures with you. heard you were here. I said, oh, okay, that's great. <laughs> so I went back and uh, great compliment. He came back to me and he said, me and Michael Jackson, you know, we're real fans and we love what you do and thank you so much for, you know, sticking to everything that you've done. I know it's not easy as a black rock artist to be carrying that flag and, you know, and we really respect it and thank you very much. Here's my number, let's keep in touch. And then one night I was living in LA in Malibu at the time and I had a studio up there and it was late, I think it was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and I just had something that I thought would be great for Lionel. And I just, out of nowhere, I got bold and I called him. And he said, great, I'll be over there in a half hour. <laughs> he just <laughs> packed up and he just came, got in his car and he came over. And we ended up writing and so we ended up writing a song for one of my solo records. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's, it's casual like that. It could be just an artist that just says, man, we got to do something together and nothing happens. Or something like that. And then one day we're just in the same place and it happens. Or I get official calls, you know, whether it be K-pop or something like that where a publishing company or something will set up writing sessions and they'll say, you know, we'd love you to write something with him or for the Ramones, it was through my manager. Uh, with Kiss, it was through Paul directly. You know, we were, we had become pretty close friends before we ever wrote anything together. I was working right. with little Steven and we were hanging out in New York. We met at a dance club. Which club was that? No, it was a club called Heartbreak. That okay. was in New York City at the time. It was like an old, it, it looks like a diner. But it used oh. to be a diner where a lot of rock stars and actors and all kinds of people used to hang out. And one day he just came over to me, we started talking. He said, you're the guy from the Plasmatics. I said, you're Paul Stanley. And he said, great. <laughs> so exchange numbers. You know, we hung out and you know, whatever it might be. We just went out to clubs, movies, and became friends. And then one day I was just in his apartment. Mm -hmm pulled out a guitar he says you know let's um try to write something for the next record cool and then you were on asylum mm -hmm. with them you wrote uh, all night i believe uh, all night that's right and, right wants to be lonely and i was just about to say that they had like four videos for that album and i think you did three out of the four videos writing yeah it was credit. two right two, uh, right. wants to be lonely uh, all night right and i also wrote thrills in the night on um crazy night on animalized uh, animalized right mm -hmm. so you were like the unsigned fifth member of KISS because I believe you also that's right play, and I played bass, bass on. on a lot of things right because right. Gene was that's too right. busy doing his movies so that's, that's right so. and you know at the time it wasn't like the thing to I, I played those bass parts just you know off the cuff it wasn't meant to be credited or anything like that right and all of a sudden years later I started seeing books and Wikipedia and stuff oh yeah John played based on those records so then it became kind of you know cool and hip to let people know who did what on what records but before that it was kind of like you know a quiet thing you would just do it you know 
and you never thought anybody would ever hear about it. Cool. All right. Now that you live in Florida, because you said you lived in Stockholm, you lived in Chicago, you lived in LA, Florida. I lived in, I lived right. in Berlin, I lived in London. <laughs> Wow. So the question is, I'm a bit of a car enthusiast because I used to work in the car business. And even before that, like my bar mitzvah theme was cars. I need to know what kind of car do you drive? Okay. I've got a Range Rover supercharged sport. (laughs) Um, I've got also a Land Rover Discovery, an older classic Land Rover Discovery, you know, the square ones. Yeah. That looks like a Lego. That's right. That's right. Those four by four ones. Yeah. And I've got a car which was the first car I bought when I had my first hit and I don't drive it much it's just sitting in the garage and it's a Lotus Turbo Esprit awesome the like last, the one that the last, what's his name Richard Keir drove in Pretty Woman the, actually before that one because the one okay. Pretty Woman was taken over by GM but before oh, okay. that the handmade ones were the ones that were in the James Bond film I think it was uh, For Your Eyes Only or nice. <laughs> the car that went underwater yeah cool <laughs> what color Fried. it's black it's black with red interior nice yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I still so, have it. It's in my memory of my first success, of my first, you know, solo success. Right on. Okay. So, what's in your CD player currently? Yeah. Honestly, right now my CD player is my stuff because okay. I'm getting ready to go out and do some shows. Right. So I've actually been listening to it, singing to it, and and getting into the vibe. But I listen to all different kinds of things. I have like um. I've got a really wide, wide and eclectic taste in music. I mean, I can, like, if I'm home and I just throw, turn on Sirius, a lot of times I'll turn on the 70s channel. Okay. And I just listen to a lot of 70s stuff. You right. know, and Motown and different things like that, and I sing along to it. You know what I mean? It kind of brings you to a certain place. And there's times I listen to, like, really, like, believe it or not, really, like, chill, classical type of music, you know, when I want to feel a certain way. Sometimes I'll listen to, you know, Mexican guitar music. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I found relaxing cool. just, to, you know, just because it just makes you feel a certain way. And, I, you know, music, I think, from a consumer's point of view, it just it, it puts you in sets your mood so nice. it really depends on what mood I feel like at that time what I'll listen to but it's really wide nice you know? with all the people that you've played with have you ever been starstruck I'm not somebody who really gets starstruck um, I've never been it's just the, the way I am but at the right. same time I, I would say I don't know if starstruck's the right word but really respectful maybe is the okay. right word like really like um wow, this person has really, you know, accomplished so many things. Uh, and I really respect that. So the right. KISS guys, because KISS, I grew up with KISS, you know. So right. I, I think from the very beginning, when I was a little kid, even just thinking about the fact of playing music and, you know, being like a little black kid on Long Island thinking I'm going to be a rock star. <laughs> People were like, yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm Shanna. You know, at that, that right. time, I used to have like KISS posters on my wall and nice. um, I can remember my grandmother walking in and saying take those posters off your wall you know, he's a devil he's a devil I can't go in your room <laughs> <laughs> and um, so when I finally met Kiss you know I just think that they're just so over the top and just so 
you know, just so over the top. They they really represent rock and roll to me. That was Absolutely. something that was really impressive to me. And then you got to do support for them too. Yeah, but I wasn't in the plasmatics when they did the support. Oh, okay. But never, you know, but nevertheless, I still got to spend a lot of time with them. You know, I did. Gotcha. You know, Paul and I. You know, when we were living in the same places. We would right. spend like you know, like every day. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving, nice. Christmas, New Year's. I mean, everything. That's awesome. You know, really like a separable kind of. You know, and Gene too. So I spent, and then both of them got involved in the Crown of Thorns project originally. Right. So I literally spent two years with them working on that record in L.A. in studios every day. So wow. I got to spend a lot of time with them, and um, you know, I've just. I've gotten, you know, I've been fortunate. I've gotten to meet really a lot of great I've met a lot of people. Elton John, Rob Halford, uh, you know, Lemmy, uh, uh, Ozzy, uh, pretty much, you know, Paul McCartney, uh, Mick Jagger, everybody. I've met a lot, a lot of people. That's so awesome. I'm pretty fortunate that way. Nice. Now, you mentioned that you are going to be doing some touring. Is there anyone in the band that we would know? That, yes. Um, okay. Well, Jack Frost is playing oh. with me. Nice. Okay. Jersey Native. I don't know if you know him. That I do. Native, that's right. He's playing guitar with me. Tommy Lafferty's playing with me as well. And Tommy played, um, you know, with he's been with me from the beginning. He, he was involved in my solo records when I first got signed for, as a solo artist to Richard Branson, actually. Right. He was, you know, working. And I called him one day and said, guess what? I got a deal. Quit your job and let's go. <laughs> wow. So he's been with me from the very beginning. And um, he's been in Food X with me. Then I put him in Crown of thorns and then now he's turned with me on the Jean Bois dates and and um Chris uh Christian Tristam is playing bass with us right now. And he's White. I was gonna say, doesn't he play with Jack Russell's Great White? That's right. Jack Russell's Great White, House of Lords, different things. Right. So this is new. He just joined the band. So awesome. um, we go to rehearse starting next week, and I've never even met him. <laughs> so oh, really? Done over the phone. Yep. <laughs> all been done over the phone and, you know, through email and stuff. So he's learning the stuff right now. So he's going to be with me. Hawk Lopez is in the band. He's the drummer. Um, okay. He's been with me since the beginning of Crown of Thorns after Tony Thompson passed. Sorry. Um, he joined the band. And he's been touring with Crown of Thorns since then, which is early 90s, right? Yeah. And then um, he's also doing these, these shows with me as well. So, yeah, so that's, that's the band. So are you going to be doing, like, what Desmond Child does? Or you're going to just do, like, the, um, your basically, not your, I would say, hits, but also what you've been known for from writing credit-wise with all the band of years of doing this? Yeah, that's kind of what the show is now. So, you know, okay. first I was in a situation where sometimes I'd go out as Crown Thorn, sometimes I'd go out as Udo X, sometimes I'd go out as Solo. It just got too complicated. So I just released two new records. Uh, one is called um, John Wong Rock Masterpieces Volume 1. came out in July, and Volume 2 comes out 
uh, in November. And basically, it's a combination of things that I did with all my different bands. That awesome. was kind of to, to, for people who don't know, you know, some people say, oh, you kind of thought, oh, you were the guy in the X? Oh, I didn't know you were in the Plasmatics. Oh, you're the guy who did Feel the Heat? Oh, I didn't know that, you know. So I decided to, to uh, release two records that kind of would kind of clean that up when people would know, oh, okay, so that's that's what he does. Nice. So, um, you know, so those, those records are coming out and the show consists of things like that, a little bit from all my projects, but at the same time, I've added songs I've written, like Shocker. I've, right. I'm, I'm playing some Kiss songs that I wrote, you know, all, all night, you know, things like that. And I've actually even added some Ramon songs that I wrote, like My Brain is Hanging Upside Down from the Film School of Rock. You know right. I mean? And so that's in the set. And, and, and even a plasmatic tune, you know. So I'm kind of a little bit of a walk down memory lane type of thing. That's fantastic. So, all right. Is there any advice you can give any up and coming artists? Uh, pick another career. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um. Listen, you know, fulfill your dream. Go for it. It's it's hard work. It's not an easy business. There's no doubt about that. But you just have to be persistent. And if you really want something, I, I, I'm kind of one of those guys that believes that if you really want to accomplish something or you want something, you can, you can make it happen. It's within you for it to happen. So you gotcha. just have to just, you know, put all your energies into it and don't, you know, have, you have to have tough skin. You know right. what I mean? Don't let rejection you know, get you down because that's something in our business, you know, that, uh, I don't know if you saw the Queen movie the other day. It's Not yet. funny. Uh, you know, I saw, the, I saw the Queen movie the other day and it was pretty funny how when um, Bohemian Rhapsody came out, they get dropped by their label and you see all the, the credits, and all the comments and all the criticism about the worst song they ever heard, press, <laughs> it's terrible, it's a, a rehash of this, it's that, it's this, and it turns out to be one of the most classic rock songs in the history of our genre. You know, right. so it's like you have to be prepared and you have to believe in yourself. That's, I think, believe in yourself, stay um, independent you know, in your right. thinking, you know, and, and believe in yourself and, you know, just be rebellious about it and, and be strong willed and just go forward. And, awesome. and that's it. And, and can you know convince people that you are what you believe you are. <laughs> right on. So these two new albums that you're releasing are they self-released or are they are you on an actual label? It's a label in Germany called AOR Heaven, which specializes in these kind of records. Okay. And so they released it right now. Um, and I'm also releasing it through my label digitally. So okay. we're going to, you know, and then we'll see. Well, I might do a vinyl deal separately or, or you know, figure out when I'm going to. But that's how it's released right now, through AOR Heaven, which is Soul Food Records in Germany. And they right. have it for Europe and the rest of the world. And um, it's not released in America officially, so it's, it's only here as an import as, as far as physical records. Gotcha. But um, through my label, it's released, um, you know, digitally everywhere. Cool. And so when does the new tour start? Well, right now, it's just, a, it's actually just a couple of days. I'm headlining a festival in Germany called the Heat Festival. Okay. Um, that's going to be in Ludwigsburg, Germany on December 1st. Yeah. A warm-up show in New Jersey. Really? Um, and, yeah, a place called Debonair. Oh, okay. I know it very well. Diane Lane. 
See, exactly. Diane okay. I'm doing it yep. through Diane. And um, so we're going to do that. So we're going to rehearse for a few days. Then we're going to do Debonair's as a warm-up show. And then um, go over there to Germany. And it's kind of like a setup for next year. And if everything okay. goes with fun, then I'll start booking festivals for next year. Sweet. All right. That's it. And All right. Go. More rock and roll. That's, that's, that's what we want to hear. So how can that's people it. find you as far as in social media? Well, Facebook is one way. Um, okay. Under my name, I've got two pages, a fan page and like a personal page. Right. And um, also Crown of Thorns page. And um, and then my website, jumblebois.com. And that nice. usually, you know, has all the information, has everything, lets you know what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, what the upcoming plans are, et cetera. Okay. And then did you ever think about coming out with a book? Yes. I'm working on one. So oh, it's, uh, okay. I'm working on two books right now. I've got um, one book that would be um, related to the plasmatics, my life as a plasmatic. Okay. So I'm working on that. And then um, the other book will take a little bit longer, but it's kind of like life story book. It goes right from the beginning, how it all started and all the different projects and different bands and the ups, the downs, the <laughs> people you've met along the way and, and everything else, you know? And so those are the books I've, I've planned. Right on. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for giving Jay and me and everybody else that's going to be listening to this the opportunity. You know, uh, it's been a long life dream to actually speak to you and count me in. Uh, As long as the schedule permitting, I would definitely love to come in and say hello. You know, I don't know. That would be great. Any do a shot of Jaeger or. Yes. Now we're talking exactly. My favorite. Uh, Okay, cool. Yeah, I will come to the Jersey show. Do you have a date on that? Uh, The Jersey show is the 28th of November. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you think you might be coming to that? Yeah. Jay and I live in Jersey, so I'm going to definitely. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Don't hold it against us. So, yeah. I don't. I don't. (laughs) I don't. Everybody comes from Jersey. (laughs) Absolutely. Surprised you never lived here. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I actually did. (laughs) Really? Where? Yeah. Where did I live? Oh, God. Well, I had my bad years in Jersey where I lived on Route 3 in a motel. <laughs> that was well. the beginning of Plasmatics before I was making any money whatsoever. And I was, so that was a very tough time. Right. Um, and then where else did I live? Uh, it was, I think it was East Rutherford, actually. Oh, okay. So I had an apartment there. And um, unfortunately, I came home one day and it burnt down. So all oh. my stuff was gone. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, <awesome. laughs> <laughs> wow. Then I moved into the city, and then I ended up joining Plasmatics after that. So I guess there was a reason for it. True. Somebody was trying to get me out of there. Awesome. <laughs> well, Jean, once again, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you very much. Very much. Welcome. Appreciate thank it. You. Thanks. Right. I appreciate it. No okay. problem. You. Take care. Thank okay. you. Bye. 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 Psycho Steve presents. <laughs> Psycho Steve on Hair Today Gone Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube. Get your merch at 
Zazzle.com backslash Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve. For requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries, email us at Psycho Steve presents at gmail.com. Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow is brought to you by Pearlswag Enterprises LLC. Please join Psycho Steve every Wednesday and Friday here on.